Think of a number between one and ten. Wrong. Too late. Hi. <laughs> Fourteen. No. One four one five nine six two. Three point one four one five nine two six five three six nine. Okay. Remember yeah, two six, not six two. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now you see, you, you would have stepped on the wrong square, and then you would have exploded. I hate it when that happens. Welcome to Crucible of Realms. I'm Jim. I'm Kent. I'm John. What kind of world do we want to build today? Future future science fiction. Future science fiction. Yeah. Oh, so like, like space uh, science yeah. fiction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys good with that? You guys. John, are you good with that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Are all of you John people good at that? Yeah. Good yeah. At that? <laughs> sure. Just trying to give deference to your various personalities. Oh, there you go. Thank you. It's <laughs> important. Soothe the egos. Yes. Okay, so we want to do like a uh, a futuristic like spacefaring thing. We could do that. That is cool. I... Do we want to throw in another like little random thing for more inspiration? Are, are we talking Battlestar Galactica? Are we talking Star uh, by Wars? By inspiration, or... I mean. Well, I mean like blue. Um, Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah, although not blue this time. Um, <laughs> Aww. We already used blue. <laughs> no, no, that was periwinkle. Not periwinkle. Uh, that was pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel, yep. Shall I throw out a random thing to help guide inspiration sure. as like a prompt? There we go. Uh, okay, let us see. I'm going to pull up a writing prompt. Ah, here we go. Okay. Morality is the random word that was just generated. Okay, so we Morality. are. Morality. Yes. So, the first random word was morality. Kent, pick a number from 1 to 10. Uh, 4. Beginnings. Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting. John, pick a number from 1 to 10. Uh, That's not 4. 8. Page. Beginning page. So, hmm. morality, beginning page. I have no idea what any of this means. Correct. But uh, th- th- those are our writing prompts if we wish to utilize them. Which actually, this is starting to sound slightly like Babylon 5. I was thinking Babylon 5, or I was thinking, again, I was thinking Battlestar Galactica. Or Battlestar Galactica, that's true. There was a lot of morality in that. So let us think here. Maybe we need to set a scale, and then we can start figuring out how to fill it in with this stuff. So, uh, if we are talking spacefaring futuristic thing, do we want to confine it to a single system, quadrant, galaxy, a single universe? Do we want a multiverse? Do we want to go that far? Or a cluster of galaxies, or a... What scale do we want to work on here? Just um, central planet, like a planet core. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, okay, I don't so want to. I don't want to work on. Yeah, they're spacefaring and everything, and they've gone out. But what is their main world? What's their home world? Okay, so you just want to do the home world? That's fine. I would like to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wrong. No, uh, <laughs> Wrong. What? No. Okay. So the home world of a spacefaring. Okay, so we're talking morality. So. Is it a theocracy? Is it a theocracy? Is there... Um, that's an interesting thought. A theocracy-based spacefaring race. Now, that's a... Kind of scary, really. Uh, right. right. Our, yeah. Well, depending on the religion. That's an interesting idea. Well, also, before we proceed, do we want this to be in Earth's future? Do we want Earth to be involved, or do we want to do this uh, outside of the whole Earth concept? Perhaps the easiest way to say this, should this be more Star Trek or Star Wars? In other words, is Earth involved or Uh, is Earth not involved? No, Earth is not involved. Okay, so this would be then the more Star Wars model as far as, well, I say Star Wars, but... Right, it's like um, choosing uh, Alderaan, you know, and going, okay, what about this planet is, you know, and their people, and why have they reached spacefaring technology, and what else can they do? Now, do we want the native population of this planet to be human, or do we want it to be something else? Or humanoid, anyway. Yeah. I like bipedal. I like those big, tall, from Star Wars, in the Clone Wars. Uh, I mean, during the, the people that made the cloning, the clones, uh, the, at the cloning facility. The Geonosian. Oh, the tall people with the really thin Geonosian, necks. yep. Mm-hmm. With the thin necks. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys freak me out. <laughs> I don't know. They were fairly Actually, good. Actually, that's almost the same that was in um, the one where the kid sinks to the bottom of the ocean, 
He's looking for the blue. Oh angel. yes. Um, oh AI. 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 Yep. Because that yeah, same type of race comes in race. Now they're more translucent, but they still have like the big long necks and very wispy arms and legs and torsos. Yeah, so you want people with wispy like long necks? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can see their architecture being just the same kind of lots of sharp points. Can they have like long everything? Because just having the long necks kind of freaks me oh, out. Oh yeah, a yeah. Long, yeah. They'll have long arms, long, long torsos, long legs. You know, it's kind of almost like the Urskex <laughs> from the Dark Crystal. <laughs> uh, that was creepy. That was a creep. Talk about creepy movies. Oh yes. So we've got these somewhat fragile-looking, long-limbed folk as the predominant race on this planet. No, oh, well, the I see what you're saying. They are the top geo, you know, like they'll have horse-like creatures and other creatures that inhabit there, but they are the, the top of the food chain. Right. Yep. I guess my next question is, is this a planet? Yes. Okay. That's probably easier. Is this their home planet, or is this something that they've come in and terraformed? Or, I guess, uh, I guess terraform's probably not the proper term. No, it no. Would, I think every race would call it terraform, because it's just planet forming, you know, terraforming. Yeah. You're basically getting it ready for habitation by your species. Right, but terra is Earth. Well, yeah, ter- terra means Earth, <laughs> but at the same time, we can probably take a little bit of license. Dirt, I mean, what is Earth, you know? I don't yeah. think it means the Earth, you know what I mean? I just think it means a chunk of rock. Mm. In a way, one might think all planets would be called the Earth. Because that's what I thought Terra was, is just means dirt or Earth. Not not the Earth, but Earth yeah. itself, you know. Or the dirt that... Anyway, am I I, I don't have a problem calling it terra, terraforming. I'm, I was just playing. I'm, yeah, oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not... I'm There's not some very serious matters here, John. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know absolutely what we're going to call everything. So, are they the only sentient species that inhabit this planet? We have other sentient creatures on this planet. Yeah. They just don't have the opposable thumbs and prehensile, you know. <laughs> they well, have uh, intelligence, okay. you know what I mean? Sorry, they have I mean, intelligence, but... I should have specified... They are sentient. the only race, yes. They are the only race of, yeah. Okay. So then this is not a trade center, necessarily. They do not share dominance. They are dominance. Okay. That's why I think it's terraformed. I think it's a good idea. Uh, what John is saying is that it's a terraformed planet. Their original planet may have been destroyed, their original homeworld, and now this has become their homeworld. Here's a thought. If this is a theocracy, is this planet perhaps a mission? Oh, by all means. it was. Are these guys missionaries? Yeah. How are they missionaries if they're the dominant planet, species on the planet, though? They oh, well, you always have to spread the word to others. Right, but if there aren't any other real yeah, that is the cognizant. Other That's what I was wondering: is if it's like oh well, no, I don't have a problem with that. If but did they accidentally wipe them out? <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we are bringing you. <laughs> you will bow to our, you know, we bring you our religion, but we bring you our. We diseases. are bringing you enlightenment. Bow to the light. Oh wait, the light was too hot. <laughs> I guess we'll have to inhabit this planet. <laughs> And maybe maybe there are some of the the natives left. Okay, here's a thought. Maybe the question isn't so much how many races are living on this planet necessarily as how influential is this planet in the whole interstellar politic thing. Are they fairly self-contained or do they have wide influence? Because then that will tell us how many other people would be involved if that makes any sense. Wow, that's a good... Uh... And if it's a theocracy, here's a here's a here's an idea along your... Maybe this is a planet they came to trying to be missionaries and accidentally wiped everybody out. Mm-hmm. And this, this planet is their penance. Oh, very cool. Ah, I like that idea. A penance planet. See what happens when you screw with other people's... <laughs> nice. Now you get to live here and be. <laughs> you must, you are punished for showing up at our doorstep. You must now live. Yes. And so then, so therefore, perhaps this planet live in your failure. Oh, yeah. Perhaps oh. then life must be harsh on this planet. Yeah, I'm and thinking so. It wouldn't exactly be a prison planet, but it's 
somewhere. Right. But that they're here by choice. Gone. Yes, exactly. They're, or they're, not by obligation. Would they be. came by choice, but now they're here by, by obligation. religious obligation. Yep. Yes, they're, they're doing their penance. Right. Yeah. They're doing their time on this planet. Oh. For their failure, yeah. Yes. Now, will they have missionaries from their other areas? In order to become a cardinal, they have to come here and serve X number of years at this planet, and then they... Ah, it's like a training planet, then. Yes. This is the... Yeah. It is seminary and Mm. penance. Ah. Nice. Mmm, this is good. (laughs) This is good. This is good stuff. Okay. Is this planet used that way by their entire race? Is their entire race this theocracy? Mm. Or is this a an offshoot? I would say it's the dominating religion of their race. Okay. Yeah, I think I mean, it's since at the core of their race, but not necessarily everybody. Yeah. Correct. I mean, since, since we're on the scale of just the planet, mm-hmm. it's not really going to matter for practical purposes, but I was just thinking in terms of getting the... Here's the number we can throw out. 16 billion. I like that number. 16 billion. What no, number of people on on this planet? No, 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 no. That's the entire encompass. That's how many of this race are out in the universe. Oh, okay. On this planet, let's say we're close to what? A very large city like New York. So 15 million. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so 10% okay. is here. Or they study religion. I mean, they get they be they focus on their they turn internal onto their religion and become more closely. Oh, maybe this planet was like venerated as like heaven or mm. some sort of Shangri La, and then they get here and they end up killing one of the major races off unintentionally, and now have to stay here. So this is oh. their okay. We slayed the god. We slayed the gods. Yeah. <laughs> So now they come here to study and not really solitude, but I mean, this planet is kind of off the beaten trail. Right. I kind of think we have to uh, limit incursions on and off the planet to a certain. Ooh, so maybe not certain, that to a certain time or there's a certain window in which people can leave and get onto the planet. Oh, because because if you oh. if you're a space, if you're a spacefaring race. You can come and go as you, you please. You can come and you go as you please. It's a penance only if you can't just get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh God, here comes the monsters. Yeah. Maybe the, there's like a jump in a the strange, spaceship. It's maybe there's like a strange atmospheric thing going on. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's gonna oh, be something like that. My goodness, is this like a desert planet or an ice planet? Something like that? Jungle well, planet? Some, where the environment is harsh, or there's stuff that's going on that's going to mess with the magnetic field? Of course, yep. Yeah, I can definitely see something along those lines. Or they're in orbit around something, you know, that maybe their orbit kind of puts them in among an asteroid field for most of the... And and they're... Oh, no, that doesn't work. Mm-mm. It's got to be some sort of, you know... There's got to be some sort of storm yes. or, or, you know, um, like a ion sphere that surrounds it. And as it as it passes closer to the sun, it's ripped away and allows uh, passage back and forth for a window of, like, one month or something like that. Does that wreak havoc with the atmosphere, then? Uh, not so much as it wreaks havoc with communication to the outside world, so okay. they're cut off from their mainstream. That's cool. Trying to think about what's going on here. Because they have technology, so they can grow their food as they need. Right. So they can sustain a large population if they need to. What I'm thinking is it's like an underground labyrinth, kind of like the Matrix. Hmm. If they live on a surface world, uh, the surface of the world is extremely cold for most of the year, except for the time when it passes closest, because it's on a huge elliptical pattern around its sun. And the ion sphere, if we want to call it that, this protective shell or barrier, um, is stripped away as it approaches for its one-month close zenith or whatever it's called. Because they have technology, they have the ability to grow what they need to wherever, like underground greenhouses and things like that. I'm thinking the surface of the world is mostly an ice planet until it, with an ion shield or or ion sphere around it that prevents communication and travel, until the one month during its zenith closest to the sun, 
where the shield is ripped away and the the surface is just kind of burned, but it still they can use um like transporter technology and things like that to transport down to the into the planet. Okay, so they have teleportation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. That sounds cool. Because I think uh, the planet would burst like um as it's during its close zenith to the sun. Or whatever. I can't think of the right word I want to use, but anyway. That's apogee pop- and perigee? Yeah. Apogee is the farthest one. The perigee is close, or what? Am yeah. I re- okay. No, I think you're right. I think I think that's the way it is. So the perigee, where they're close, is um, super hot. It, burns, it usually burns the surface of the, or scars the surface, because it's usually just ice, and the hot sun just kind of puts vapor. That's probably how they re- replenish the, the ion shield. Okay. Surrounding the the planet. Now, what were we talking about in terms of this planet's climate? Ice. Ice. They're going to be underground. This population, I picture it as a as living in a matrix society where they have this huge underground labyrinth that can take care or or propagate you know a large number of of inhabitants. They have uh, greenhouses that help grow food, all the food that they need. They have a way of getting rid of their refuse. So life in the tunnels must be fairly harsh. Yes. I would right, think. or it wouldn't be a penance. Yeah, that is mm. correct. I can see yeah. a, a like a pilgrimage that they have to undertake. Correct. That's what I was doing. and through the through his labyrinth. How did? Uh, well, hmm. This How is going to come into play when we're working on the history a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the for the history, we're going to be mostly dealing with the history of this particular planet. Correct. So. I am assuming it would start with them arriving and was did, now did they wipe out whatever was here right off the bat or did they live among them for a while or did something else happen? Uh, I think that they'd live among them for a while. Okay, so maybe the first period of history is for example, if we were going to divide the history of this planet into three sections, I just say divide by 3 because there's 3 of us. So we've got the first period which we would call uh, Utopia, perhaps? Was it like that, or was it Utopia Discovered? Uh, are we talking about before the coming? No, I think we're telling you, because you've got to tell... Yeah, this is from the point of view of the... Yeah, this is from the point of view of the people who are still around. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, but it's the planet that we're talking about, so it's... Well, that's true. I mean, maybe they they know certain. Th- well, how long have they been here? That's a good the question. The planet doesn't write history, though. The planet well, lives history. Well, let, let's figure out how long they've been here. That'll tell us. Have they been here for just like a few years? Have they been here decades? Have they been here decades. hundreds of years, thousands of years? I like decades. I could see like so less than a hundred years. No, right at a hundred years. I could see right at a hundred years. Okay. So we'll split it, and um, I would say... So they, they, they might know a fair amount, then, about okay. the race that was here before. Right. Within the first decade, the the other race has completely died off. At year 10, the last of the existing race prior to them arriving is gone. So were they already dying, or did they... No. They weren't dying until they showed and you know, until the newcomers showed up. That's always how it happens. Because even, even, uh, even the technology of the new arrivals, their sophistication still couldn't save what was being done to the original inhabitants. Their genealogy was just too foreign for them to understand. And that is, of course, we've been talking about what they're doing their penance for. Mm -hmm. Did they commit genocide? Was this planet the only place where this original race was? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say yes. This is to a non-spacefaring world, a Mm non-spacefaring technology. Okay, well, what was so awesome about this world that drew them to it then? Mm. What was it that made them think this was surely the world that had been spoken of in their holy texts? Oh. Did they make it all icy? Was it uh, was it different from being icy before they, they got there? Or was it icy when they got there? Were there al- was it already icy and it's just that that which was underneath was awesome? In other words, did they make the caverns or did they inherit them? Oh, I think they inherited them. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think there are monsters below. Right. But they have adapted the caverns to their needs. I mean, they brought their technology with them. Okay. Was the original race living in the caverns, or was it yes. on the surface? Yes, the original race was living in the caverns. Okay, so then this was always an ice in planet. Limited, yeah, in limited numbers. Because okay. uh, let's say the original race only numbered, say, a million. 
Okay. So was it a disease? Yes. They got smallpox and... Yep. <laughs> they gave <laughs> some, them blankets and... Some uh, form of genetic material that couldn't be identified by their technology certainly had a factor in, you know, in the genocide of the existing race. Well, what do we want to define about this original race? What was it like? Hmm. Humanoid? Uh, were they like beings of energy? No. Mm-mm. I would think more along the lines of kind of like bipedal insect, like the thycrine. Huh. So uh, bipedal insect type guys. Mm-hmm. Why are bipedal insects so awesome to the long-limbed people? Or are they? Was it something else about the planet that was awesome? I think it was something else about the planet. I think I they. Thought- I don't think they were brought there by a, a vision, a religious epiphany that brought them to the planet. I like to think, maybe going along with the Shangri-La idea, because strangely enough, there's a parallel here. You've got the surface, which is very icy, cold, harsh, and then when you go inside, in the caverns, you find a paradise, or at least maybe you did back then. Correct. So it's this place where, in the caverns, they had somehow regulated the environment to the extent that it was... Uh, what would be paradise like to these guys? <laughs> so the, what's uh, paradise? Why why is this planet paradise for the lanky guys? Yeah. What do they want more than anything else? What does their religion say is the most wonderful thing? Right, maybe their god was here once. So what would they view their god's environment to be like? They certainly wouldn't want to try and be on the surface. Right. But they break through... Or are they? I think I think some sort of some... crystal, like a geode kind of construct. Yeah, some sort of huge thinking. geode kind of crystalline. <clears throat> and the thycrines have that same kind of geo appearance as well. So these kind are okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to let me know what a geode is. Well, it's usually hemispherical. Ever seen a rock cut in half? And inside, there's just a, a mass of crystals. Yeah. Multi, multicolored crystals. Okay. And it looks like it's been, it's look, it looks like almost like it's a melon that's been cut in half. And, okay, and, yeah. And there's, that's what a geode is. A geode is, is a spherical. Okay. Um, they, so, they come out of volcanoes, ooh. mostly volcanic areas. But, oh. but So this place was highly crystalline. Right, well, there are pockets of it. There are, I think there are pockets, pockets there are chambers deep in the bowels of the planet that have these... And the crystals resonate. That's the, it's the right. resonation that brought them here. They can detect the resonation oh. of the crystals. Right, and maybe they're looking for one that contains the resonance of their deity. Mm-hmm. Their deity... Oh. Maybe, maybe he left this realm there, but they have a vision that there's a chamber there somewhere. Yeah. So maybe these guys are very sensitive to sound, the mm-hmm. tall people. Correct. You mentioned earlier that the original race might also be crystalline in some fashion? Well, insects, kind of um, yeah. more insect, but um, harvesting, I don't know if that they can form a, a relationship. Well, you know, or... I had the image in mind when someone said that. <clears throat> I don't know if, I forget if it was you, Kent, or you, John, but I had the image then of crystalline people that look insect like. Correct. So there you go. they have a crystalline structure, but they are shaped somewhat like mm-hmm. an insect. Correct. It, this crystalline is their exoskeleton, and they have oh. they still have like a you know. Um, okay, so they are they evolved in that area, looking somewhat similar to their environment. Mm-hmm. And of course, since the visiting race has their a, air presence caused yeah. them to die off because they have a different resonance. Mm. <laughs> They died of sound. They shattered apart. Ooh. They couldn't handle the resonance. The lanky folk wouldn't go away. (laughs) And as a result, because they were very delicate under that circumstance, perhaps their resonance was at the level necessary to destroy them. That's why these lanky folk could not figure out what was wrong with them Mm -hmm. quickly enough and couldn't treat it quickly enough. And these guys were supposed to be the people that led them to this chamber. The people that they accidentally killed off were supposed to be the gods. And now they're gods. There are none. Yes, there are none. It's their penance now to try to... Perhaps they thought that they were the servants of the gods. Maybe they were Mm. the servants of the gods. And they were looking for the actual gods themselves. 
Maybe they thought of these creatures as like angels. Yeah, the the long lanky people, when they first saw the original inhabitants, they thought they were oh a minor form of their deity, treated but, with awe and respect, and all yeah. of a sudden they started disappearing, dissolving. It's very interesting. And another thought, though, is... I said earlier maybe the thin people have a sensitivity to sound. Well, it would be a matter of degrees. They wouldn't be anywhere near as sensitive to sound as the crystalline insects. And also it occurs to me that if they had been very sensitive to sound, they would have had the technology necessary to try to treat the problem. That's it. Maybe even so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tried and failed. Maybe it was just in a spectrum that they could not detect. Or, extend, or it extended into a spectrum that they couldn't treat. Yes. It's like their arrival or some machinery they used or something. Something Trigger. about them mm-hmm. set off the tremors or what have you. And slowly, one by one, the crystalline folk started to shatter apart. So they have. Now they've brought their technology to the planet after the last of them died off. Yes. In order to sustain, you know, in order to sustain their large numbers, they'll have to bring their own technology here. And yes. that was within the first decade. So now they've had nine more decades yes. of searching. So if their first period was living among them in Utopia very briefly... And wouldn't the, the, window, the window opens... I pictured it like every five years, kind of like a, a really large cycle. I don't have any problems with that. Yeah. So let's say that they can have more people show up on the planet every five years. And people can leave. Yep. Yeah. If they have completed their period of penance then that can happen. And for the remaining 90-some-odd years, what has been happening? We hmm. should probably define a couple of one or two more key events, events that have taken place in this culture. Because 90 years is an awful long time, especially when it's a, an advanced race with technology booming around them. So we're talking 15 million. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yes, 15 million now. Now. Uh, 90 years ago, it might have been less. Now, are all these people, is there a caste? Are there priests? Is, are all these people doing penance? Is it, well... Is there a religious schism? Is it is it penance just to be here? And, I would think so. And maybe, I can see maybe you're doing penance for your family mm-hmm. or your genetic line, your your bloodline, whatever you want to say. And there's a, they're representing these 10% represent all the different houses, bloodlines, whatever you want to call them. That's interesting. I think we should explore that a little bit. Aside from just being tall and lanky, uh, what do these guys look like? I'm assuming two arms, two legs, one head. Two arms, two legs. I think their eyes need to be a lot larger than their mouth or nose. Okay. Kind of orb-like. I'd like it to see... I'd see some varying colors, anywhere from, like, deep red to uh, violet. Red to violet, what, eyes or skin? Eyes, uh-huh, eyes. Okay. The skin is white. I say the skin is white. Okay. Yeah. So red to violet eyes, white skin, hair? No hair. No hair. No hair. No hair. Skin, uh, hairless, yep. Okay. Again, they're, they're frequency-oriented. I would think that their flesh, you know, is very, I wouldn't say tough, but they do have shoulders with which to, like, drape uh, some sort of cloak or a cloth for covering. And it can also show mantle or station, okay. different colors and different ranks of whatever. Because if this is a religious order, I'm sure they have, they'll have, like you know, clergy and all the way up to their high, highest whatever. What do these guys see as a family unit? Mm. How many members are there in a family unit? Mm. Interesting. It sounds like it might be a fairly large number. I would think so, too. Like a pod? Yeah, so you want to say uh, like a dozen? Or do you want to say more like, say, 20? 40? I think 20 to 40, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like 20 to 40 now, per pod? Now, here's the question. Are they are they sexual? Are they asexual? Yeah, see, I was thinking they would be asexual. They reproduce asexually? Mm-hmm. That's why okay. they have large the large pods, the, you know, 20 to 40. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So there's and, some sort of... the group takes care of the young, you know, it's not like two parent units. It's like all the adults. Like there's probably six or seven adults with 13 younglings. Oh, let us not use the word youngling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sprout? How's that? (laughs) Better for now. (laughs) It'll heal. It'll heal. Okay. With calf or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Anything but youngling. (laughs) 
George Lucas has much to answer for. He does. <laughs> I still have nightmares. But that said, let's see. So, families of about 20 to 40. There are families, there are houses, whatever yep. you call a them. A small family would have six adults, where a large family probably have twice that, 12 adults with many, you know, uh, and a larger number of younger teenager or, you know, children, teenagers. I actually think they're advanced enough where they communicate telepathically, too, among the pod. That would yeah, be, that sounds good. Maybe emotion or on the same line of an external pod. To the external pods, there they can sense emotion. Where the immediate pod, they are they're actually telepathic with their brood. Correct. Everybody else, yeah, they have empathic. That works for a somewhat ascetic race. But they do possess some vocal cords where they can, dealing with another race, they can, you know, make sounds or whatever they need to yeah. do. Oh, I think that's how they started. I think they were reading their scripture. Oh, yeah. When it set off the resonance. Ah, <laughs> oh, irony. Their prayer, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> One of the creatures just kind of explodes. They're like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> the only thing that they read aloud is the scripture. And it is the scripture that destroyed them. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't read it right. Which kind of makes sense then, because then if they're used to communicating telepathically, Perhaps they got to the point that they were more used to hearing the sounds in their heads than the sounds from outside, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So now, let us think about this theocracy a little bit. Are there sects? I'm speaking chiefly of this planet in particular. But are there different sects that work with or against each other? Mm -hmm. I would think so. That's good, because we need to fill in more history here for the last 90 years, at least. Because there needs to have been a couple of things... A couple of key events, I think, that perhaps may be rife with conflict mm-hmm. to give us a better picture of what these guys are like. So do we want there to historically be how many sects appearing on this planet? I think an divisions? even number. It should be an even number, like four. Okay. That way they can be pitted against one another and, and they can form alliances. How about two major and two minor? That's fine. Yeah. And it's the two major that clash. Mm-hmm. And the two minor that sort of go and manipulate things behind the scenes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Okay, well, that means we need to define these four sects. I'm suspecting that the two minor sects emerged sometime within, say, the, the last... years. Yep. Yeah. Well, say within the latter half of that. Say within the last yeah, 45 40, years. 45 years, yep. Sounds good. Maybe even like the last 30 years. There you go. These two other sects appeared... So there was perhaps a major event that led to that. And then before that, there was a major event that led to the splitting off of this colony to the two mm-hmm. major sects. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. John, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work out. Yeah, I know. I was working backwards, so that's a little weird. But um, no, so, no, let's no. Say, so let's say 10 years after they have landed, they have gone and destroyed all of the insect people. And they have decided they have committed genocide, which is the ultimate crime. Right, and having and, having no way to actually undo it. And presumably there is no galactic authority that is going to charge them, perhaps because of where this planet is located. They punish themselves. Yep. Not that they wouldn't anyway, but right. if I'm reading everyone right here, mm-hmm. we want to keep outsiders out of this. Correct. Yep. Okay. But um, I think one of the ahead. minor sects needs to be kind of vocal about bringing others to the planet to share this. That's cool. The outreach. Mm-hmm. But it, <laughs> we must it, share our pain with well, the no, rest no. of the universe. Not share the pain, but share Shangri-La. <laughs> share, you know, yeah. this is our paradise, so we need to... Oh, but, so maybe what they want to do is maybe this minor sect wants to end the penance, the penance altogether mm-hmm. and reach out to those outside the planet, and perhaps that is causing <laughs> a certain degree of unrest right now. Yes, unrest. It's the hundred-year itch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so we've got this outreach sect as one of the minor Mm -hmm. sects. Yes. Let's uh, rewind a little bit and figure out these two major sects. I am presuming there was a decision across the board, perhaps from the homeworld, that led them to decide that this planet would be their entire race's penance, or Mm -hmm. for the most part, their entire race's penance, and that all who were part of the theocracy, or those who were 
associated with the government or those who were associated purely with the priesthood had to spend their, say, five to ten years on this planet at least. Mm -hmm. Maybe longer. How long does this race live? Oh, good question. Are there people on this planet who have been there since this race's arrival? Are there those who remember the genocide taking place? I think so. Yes. Not a whole lot. I think their maximum, like their frailty age, is around 110. Okay. So some of them that showed up here were already like 40. Like, say, the the youngest when they first showed up is 40. So they are already either at their venerable age um, where they're still not... They're not in power anymore. They're being taken care of by the pod, if you want to call it. Okay. They've lost their um, social standing. Yeah. But the current leaders may come to them for knowledge because they've been around since the beginning. So the ones that were actually born here don't probably remember the genocide part, but they do remember the penance, you know, the reason why they've set up the penance here. So maybe the penance period, as it were, Mm -hmm. for those who come to the planet... Mm-hmm. is what, 15, 20 years? Two cycles, 10 years, yep. 10 years, okay. Ah, uh, so well, there life. we are. We have two classes then emerging already. Correct. People who are just visiting mm-hmm. and people who live there permanently. Correct. Those are probably so, the two major ones. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. The two major sects mm-hmm. kind of grew out from that. And I can okay. see one of the minor sects being one of those groups that doesn't believe that you can be done with your penance. Oh. Uh, so, so they go the other way. They, they Yes. Like, they're like the hard, flagellants. Yep. They're the hard ones. Where they're they're like, the ones until God comes down and points his finger and says, okay, you're done. You're still in the game. Yeah, you're still yep. in the game. You're staying here. There's a there's a term for that. I, it's You inflict pain you inf- upon yourself. Oh. Yeah, I mean, flagellation is that, but this is more... They're hardcore, but there's a word for it. They're very zealous. <laughs> oh, there you go, zealot. Yeah, yeah. We'll just call them zealots for now. <laughs> that can be that sect title, you know, zealot. What well, actually the, it could were, be, you know, zealot. Be. Uh, because they are zealots, so mm-hmm. there we are. Okay, so that's very interesting, and perhaps that's where. Well, no, no, no. This is a minor sect, but well, mm-hmm. just minor. This might be where some of their they don't really need military on this planet. Well, maybe they do. There are threats on this planet. I don't. The threat is only from their theological beliefs. I don't oh. think they. Oh, we, we were talking about monsters earlier. Are there monsters? Oh or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's their rite of passage or adulthood, that sort of thing. They also have to have. You have to have guards. You have to have police. Hmm. But I don't know if I like the idea of this sect being big enough that they would be the general guards or police. Oh no. Uh-uh. Um, so these are really the hardcore. I think the guards guys. of the police are the ones that are visiting, the ones that are here for like ten years. Oh. And they'll leave. That way they have an interest in staying alive because they want to leave. Where the ones that are here all the time are like, eh, you know, no, let us live out our life in our practice rather than trying. So to the keep. civil service is entirely run by visitors. I don't know. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. But, oh, but that there. might work in a, in a religious... That's what you're there. You're there to perform you're, certain duties, gain enlightenment, enlightenment, but also protect those that are there with enlightenment. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. There the, I, I think that there have to be overseers who come from the correct. sect of pr- people who live there permanently. Correct. I, like um, you said, they're the overseers, but yeah. the majority of the protection base is the visitors. Okay. It's no cakewalk yeah. to go there. They're going there for a purpose, security. I mean, when okay. you come out of it, then you serve. That's it. They could be part of the kind of like a military arm. So maybe. I don't like well, the term military, but. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that. We see, here's the thing is if this is something that their homeworld decided was big enough, that 10 percent of their race has to go there at all times. Now, remember, the visiting portion may only be like a smaller. It's going to be a smaller number than that. Okay. You know what I mean? What are we talking? So let's say out of the 15 million, how many would you say are visitors? 250,000? No, that's pretty small. I think it needs to be big enough. I would be inclined to go practically half and half, hmm. just simply because we need these two different sects. To be at odds with one another. Okay. Yes. However, to keep maybe it doesn't need to fall quite across the lines just of visitors and locals, visitors and home team. Maybe that's a lot of people to transfer. Seven million. Yes, 
It is, but Damn. you know, you don't, it's not all at the same time. But uh, and they have well, teleportation technology, <laughs> so yeah, they can do it. Actually, because it's a ten-year service, and every five years the window opens, they can rotate out yeah. at the five-year mark. They would it's have not to. like their yeah. It's so you're only doing three mil, three point five million every mark. You know what I mean? People are leaving and people are coming at the five-year mark, but they have to stay there ten years. Does that make sense? They stay oh, yeah. there two cycles. I think we need to define more about these two major sects for us mm-hmm. to know kind of how this works. Mm-hmm. So let's drift back for a moment. So you've just wiped out an entire race, and you're told that from now on, this planet is our penance. Now, does that mean that representatives from every pod come to this planet? Seems to me that would be that would throw our numbers off. If we do that, because if you're talking about there are 16 billion of them total and only 15 million or so one from every pod. on the planet, yeah. it'd be 100. The, the whole race would be 150 million. There you go. If 15 million was 10 percent. OK. Yeah. So if we're talking about that a major spacefaring race, that's it would need to be fairly big. I, you know, I can understand that. So here's the question. So maybe it's only 5%. Well, maybe. But that's the thing. Do we want to change the percentage or do we want to change the population? And I'm good with either way. But I ask this because if we change the population, that means something different in terms of their spacefaring volume and ability, but also does increase the significance of the penance to their civilization. Mm-hmm. If we change just the percentage, leaving the population the same, then they can still be a major spacefaring race. Fairly major, not not huge, but at least noticeable, at least as a footnote. But it, it still means they have this major spacefaring race well enough to have all these different, you know, and the technology isn't too big a deal necessarily. But it means that this penance doesn't mean as much to their civilization at large, or rather there's something more specific that it means, that only a certain part of their society would go there. It just depends on which way we want to go. I like it being the 10% personally. Yeah, so that number needs to... Either we so, need to reduce the yeah. overall so either number we need of, to reduce the 16 billion or increase the 15 million. I think we really reduce the 16 billion to the 150 million. Well, there are only 150 million of these, this space-faring race out there? Yeah. How did that happen? We don't need to fill in huge details since that happened off-world, but if it's only 150 million, there are only 150 million of Maybe them. Maybe that's that. part of the reason they came here. They were dying out? Or they were looking for a new homeworld, or somebody felt there was a religious calling to here. Maybe An that's not... planet. <laughs> Maybe, <they're... clears throat> Maybe they don't have a planet? Maybe they don't have a planet anymore, yeah. And the 150 million were the survivors. Right. But now... Okay, so where does the other 90% live? Do they have, like, a space station they've built or a a space station somewhere else that they have managed to get on? I think they've spread out to other worlds to live with with other people, other beings, and other... Okay, and so then that makes this planet their only central hub. Right. It's 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 their home and their penance and... Well, then that makes this planet as the place where most of the important decisions are made for their race. If they've got that kind of government. Yeah, all the theological. I think they would, to an extent. I mean, think about, ooh, okay. If they're a theocracy, and for the majority of the race, say, the religion is the guiding factor. Yeah, and we're talking about the the difference between, say, the Vatican and a local bishopric. But you see what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. That makes it very interesting, actually. I like that. Does this sound okay to you, Ken? Yeah, yeah. I like it. All this right. will be the place where they make their spiritual sabbatical as well as their race decisions. All right. This, I think, becomes much more interesting. Okay, so this place is like their, I'm their quote-unquote, their Vatican or whatever their, uh, whatever we want to call it. Their holy land. Yeah, their holy land. Yeah, their Mecca. Whether they like it or not, it is their holy land where they do penance. Okay, that's very interesting. This is a very masochistic race. So we have the sect that is nominally in charge, which I'm going to assume was those who were there to begin with, uh, is is what it started as. Does that sound good? Yeah. It would make sense it would be the oldest sect. So I wonder how many listeners will be giggling at our using the word sect so many times. Um, (laughs) They're talking about sects. No, they're talking about sects. What? Just thought I'd address that. Okay. 
what would be the guiding tenets, let's say, or the big thing with the major sect, the uh, the oldest major sect? How do we distinguish them from the other big sect? Because they rule everything. No, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, they do. They do. But <laughs> they're the ones in power, right? They are the ones in power, yes. But that doesn't entirely define their uh, their views. Oh, see what I'm saying? It's kind of like, and and in my head, I guess I'm seeing it's like Roman Catholicism versus Protestantism. If there was a religious schism, it had to be over something, right? Um, and it's probably something religious. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, there being a religious schism. But we've already defined things for the two minor sects, right? As far as as Ooh. far as views go, I'm just thinking in terms of like major views for these two major sects. I mean, it's too cliche to do the whole pure who, form. Who? Yeah, that, that's that's a little yeah. that's a little cliche. And we already have the zealots, and those would be the pure. And, and they need to they need to stay minor. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there can be zealotry in all of the... Right, oh yeah, and there would be, but... but it's, yeah, this is more, we're talking more about you know, the, the specific... I could see one group wanting to remake the world in, you know, basically subdue the world, to work to subdue the world, um, versus the other group, one of the other groups is more living in system. harmony. Okay, here we go, so people who would be more into terraforming... Right, actually, Say, yeah. Versus those who want to keep it more as is, perhaps because it's supposed to be their penance. Right, right, exactly. And the ones that want to terraform are going, well, that's part of our penance is to tame this wild world. What would we call them for the time being? Sort of like, well, the main... I was thinking at least for a way to refer to them for the moment, calling the ones who are more into the terraforming the progressives. And then uh, the ones who want to keep the environment as it is and live in harmony with it just so that we have a way to talk about them. The Harmony Brothers. No, wait. No. I like Transcendence. Transcendence? Okay, we can mm-hmm. actually just call them the Transcendence. They're the ones, remember, who are wanting to live in harmony with the planet, not actually... Possibly literally because they're trying to... Fi- oh, that's it. Perhaps they're literally trying to live in harmony Correct. with the planet. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find the sonic waveform. Ah, there you go. That's why they want to keep things the way they are. Because mm-hmm. the more that you terraform the planet, the more it shifts away from its. Yeah. The harder you'll be. Yeah. The harder it will be to harmonize with it. Right, and to find the thing that they're ultimately after. Awesome. Okay. Good. Okay. So now, which of these two big sects was first? Which of these two is the oldest? The harmonistic, the transcendental. Okay, the transcendence were the first. These are the ones who come out of the school of thought that those who originally came to this planet were under. Okay. It is their doctrine that is probably the most accepted or most influential to this race. Correct. The progressives, then, or terraformers, Mm -hmm. would have risen as a reaction to this at some point because it's like, wait, you're telling us now we have to stay here forever? I'm not doing that. (laughs) <laughs> After the ten years, yeah, they're After like, the hey, ten wait years, a yeah. um, I didn't sign up for that. And it's not necessarily that the penance should no, end. No, yeah, yeah, it's the, like the penance uh, well, should uh, is involves actually making this into the paradise that they correct. If we're going to be here for our lifetime, let's make this comfortable for us, not for our religion, for us. Good, good, okay. The easy life. When this first major event happened, when did this... Now, there would perhaps always have been whisperings of this second mm-hmm. way of thought, perhaps even from the beginning, but when did it get to the point that it was a full sect? When did it start to challenge? 30 years after they showed up. 30 years after they after they showed up or after they killed off the... After they showed up. Because once up. they killed off, then the whispers... So, so about yeah. 20 years after the, the devastation. Because mm-hmm. after they killed off the race, that's when the whispers became stronger. It took them like 20 years to form the opposing force to the one that was already there kind of driving the will. And I think they founded a city on the opposite side of the planet. Ooh. Okay. So that, as, a, as kind of a statement, you know. Very good. Okay. An actual, was there a... Now, did this go to full-fledged holy war? I don't I think, think so. Might have been maybe a holy, a cold holy war, so to speak. Eh. Because... <laughs> On a nice planet, yes. But, you know, their common religion probably kept them from 
total out-and-out war, but they moved away from each other. They moved away because we're tired of being eaten by monsters. We're going to move to the other side of the planet. We're going to go over here. We're going to found... Maybe they found We're going to move deeper into the caves or something. Right. They founded their city in in the ashes of the natives where they lived before. Okay. That kind of thing. The natives didn't let them see their actual center of civilization. They only saw travelers and, and guides. Yeah. yeah. They probably thought that their, their population was very small and, and minuscule, where they actually did have, you know, 150,000 in this one area. So yeah. the sect has taken over that area. Of course, now it's all crystalline covered because yeah. the bodies have, have resonated so much that they've just kind of blown into dust. Okay. So we have this that event of that first schism about, say, 30 years in. Mm-hmm. Then we have about 30 years later, we have these other two sects forming. The, the smaller, uh, weaker, you know, but still they're being influenced with one or the there, other. Were there specific things to cause this to happen? Was there an event of some kind that caused these other two sects to appear? Or were there two events that caused these two sects to appear? Yeah, they probably originated from different points in the along the timeline. Yeah. Right. The right. zealots are probably very early. The minor sects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps maybe like one of the um, during one of the outings with their monster kill or whatever, it actually broke through and actually and took out say ten thousand of the population because it got away and back into the city. Okay, so let's say then there there was was a threat of, you know, there's the threat of these creatures that are on the planet that they hunt as a trial by fire type thing. So there was a major monster related disaster. Single wreaking havoc type thing, not just like once it was released into the major area, they were able to quell it, but it was, it did. It was bad enough that this new group felt that they needed to do even more than they were doing to be able to reach the uh, <laughs> the harmony they were seeking. And this would be an offshoot of the Transcendence, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then for the, the Outreach sect, would that have come out of the Progressives, or would that have also come from the Transcendence? I think it was from the Transcendence. How do you think it happened? And are you thinking it happened then later than the uh, the, the monster disaster? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, much okay. later. So this is the outreach, the people that kind of that wanted transcendent. Yeah, but they want to start bringing other people onto the planet. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're the aren't they the ones that feel it's time for their uh, dependence to end? If they're offshoots of the transcendence, then do they feel they've already reached the harmony they're seeking? Correct. There you go. They feel as though they are living in harmony? Yeah, they've reached there, and it's time for them to go. Even though they've probably been here, what, almost eight cycles then, or more. That tells me that maybe they have a particular holy figure mm-hmm. that whom has achieved this harmony, or they feel that has. Mm-hmm. Right. Either a holy figure or a group of figures. And it makes them feel harmonious enough that it's they think that they can then carry this out. It's time Mm -hmm. for them to leave. It is time for them to interact with the outside world and share the harmony. Yes, bring harmony to the masses abroad. Like Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) And it's interesting, then, if any of these outreach members, then, if they manage to get these folks while they are just doing their 10-year thing, Mm -hmm. then they go out and they become like Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Because I can then see all four of these sects existing among the ones that are permanently on the planet and the ones that are just there temporarily. All right. So actually, that brings us then back one more time to the question, because we never really fully sorted this out. Of the 15 million that are on the planet, how many are there permanently and how many are there temporarily? I like half and half. About half and half. Okay. Okay. But remember, the half that's there temporarily gets changed out every five years. Half of it gets changed out every five years. And that's fine. That's, that's good. a lot of people. That's it a is. Freaking, it's like Atlanta going, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and then like other people just populating Atlanta instantly. It's like, yeah. hi. Well, well they have teleportation for? technology, so that, yeah. that'll make it a little easier, but it'll be one of those cases in which perhaps the window lasts for... How long does the window last? Say like a month? Yes. I last a month. Yep. Okay. That's enough time. It gives them enough time, yeah. <laughs> With my extensive knowledge of teleportation technology, I can 20. tell you, one month <laughs> is enough time for 3.5 million people <laughs> to be transported. 
<laughs> Don't forget all their belongings. Or wait a minute. Oh, I have belongings. Okay, maybe they need a month and a half. <laughs> okay, six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> we keep the window open for six weeks, then we can get all the suitcases through. There, there are two things that we need to figure out. I think before we name things, real quick. One is what are these monsters like, and the other is what are these the the two major cities like a little bit. We don't have to I go into them, huge detail. I see them like ropers, like this tar-type, sticky, massive... Okay, so like the roper creatures... <laughs> for those who are not familiar, we are speaking of the roper <laughs> creature from Dungeons & Dragons. So like kind of big, sort of tree-like things with... Well, not uh, tree, they're like oil sludge with okay. amoeba-like arms that can... <laughs> they can extend like fixtures of their body to appendage and then bring them in and absorb wow. the material. Okay, so are these like creatures a... like made of this oil or sludge? Yes. All these creatures are native to this planet, I presume. Correct. Okay. Therefore, sound doesn't really affect them. So that's what's the challenge is they've got to come up with like a phaser type weapon, like a not a disruptor type weapon, but a phaser type weapon that'll help them. Or maybe it's just spears, you know. And then I guess there are other types of monsters, maybe like sort of big crystal beasts or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we I don't guess. have to fill in huge amounts of detail. Like a but... bullet or, you know, like a land shark. Ooh, there you go. Land shark. Something made of the earth that travels through the through the crust fairly easy. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Land shark type things or creatures that can burrow very well. Burrowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there beasts of burden? Do they ride things? I don't but, think so. Okay. They have their own things. that They have conveyances, I'm sure. Transporter. I mean, you know, they've got like hover disks or whatever. Ooh, there you go. Hover like disks. See, not... I don't think the tad transporters work on the planet. Ooh. That's just me. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It can get them to and from the planet, but while on the planet, perhaps they use make use of hover technology, whatever we want to call that. Superconductor technology, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, magneto rails. Magneto rail. Because we do need to figure out a little bit about the technology, but that works. That They've got largely magnetic technology. And so I would assume they have somewhere like, because they have transporters, say, like Star Trek-level technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, that's kind of what we've been talking about. So, I presume that there is one capital city where the main sect of the Transcendents hang out. Yes. You want to name it? Yes, I do. I want us to name it. No, but... you have to. Oh, I have to? Okay. I've got, we need to name the, uh, the races, the sects, the events a little bit, the cities, the and the planet. What do we want to use as our, uh, as kind of a key language to go out? Do we want to do a language thing, or do we do, just want to use English words? I think they need to be based on stone or... Mm-hmm. Harmonics or okay. crystals or something okay. of that nature. Right. So let's see. We've got quartz. I think the main city is the Great Resonance. The Great Resonance? The Great Resonance is the main residence? Yeah. Although, you know, the funny thing is, I like the idea almost of calling their, whatever their Pope-type figure is, his resonance. There you go. Yeah. Instead of reverence, it's resonance. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. His resonance, the high, uh, the high auger. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. The high auger. <laughs> okay. Know. How Actually, about... To augury, but yeah. Have we named the city yet? Not yet. We're about to. Prima. Prima? Good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Simple. Cool. Prima. Okay. What is the name of the city the, that was founded by the, what we were kind of calling the progressives, the, the terrorists? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, fusion? I don't know why that comes to mind. Do we want to call it fusion? Sure. Or fusion. Uh, Okay. The, the reason I, I was looking at it is uh, the process of forming glass does not release the latent heat of fusion, which mm. is, has to do with when their you know, crystal is forming glass. I thought about it as sort of as adapting the environment. So the city of fusion, does that work? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So the sects. Are we good with calling the uh, main sect the transcendence? Mm-hmm. Okay. The second major sect, do we want to keep calling the progressives or terror? What do we want to call them? Do we want to call which them ones the- are the, the harmonizing? That's the uh, the transcendence. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the harmonics, but well, yeah, that was their secondary. We were calling them the harmonics, but that could be that little offshoot. The harmonics, the outreach sect. No, no, not the outreach. The the smaller subsect that wants the zealot. To, yeah, the zealots. The, the ones that think that they're not punishing themselves enough. Correct. Yep. Okay, the harmonics. Okay, we can call them the harmonics. Okay. And what about, again, the second big sect? Do we want to keep calling them the progressives, or do we want to call them something else? I think we should go with the um, progressives. Just keep them as the progressives? I'm good with that. What do you think, John? Yeah, the, something 
The only thing that bothers me about it is that it suggests that they are more correct, but then again, they'd probably call themselves more correct. The advancing octaves? The advancing octaves? Yeah, or something like that. Something That's with not a, bad, actually. A, a tone kind of quality. Yeah. Harmonic. The si- well, the scions of the higher octave. Yeah, there yeah. you go. No, that works. Scions of the higher octave, yep. Now we have to name the sub-thing that... The outreach sect. Uh, of the outreach, yeah. The, the smaller of the outreach. The ones that think that they're finished and that wish to... Omega? Silence. Ooh. There's a Doctor Who thing there, though, right now. But... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but there's all... so is Omega, technically. But but actually, I like Omega. The Omegans? Mm-hmm. That works. And we need to name... Oh. Well, we need to name the races. What do we call the lanky people? <laughs> the lanky people. Yes. Nomanite? That sounds good. Where Where is that from? That so is I... a, that's a crystalline prototype structure. How but do you I spell that? that? Okay, it's N-A-U-M-A-N-N-I-T-E. Nomanite? N-A-U-M-A-N-N-I-T-E? Mm-hmm. Nomanite. 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 Uh, how does that sound, John? Yeah, that works. Okay. So the race is the Nomanite. And the structure, the original race... Inhabiting the planet is Cubane, C-U-B-A-N-E, Cubane. It's part of solid Cubane. It's a type of crystalline structure. Okay, the Cubane. All right, that sounds mm-hmm. good. Cool. All right, so they are the uh, the Nomanite, the Cubane. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, what is the group within the Omegans that is it a single person or is it a group within them that have a feel that they first achieved? What? Who are they following? Basically, is what I'm saying. Is there a particular key figure? What's the, the note? There's a name for the in notation for the end of a of a piece of music. The end of a piece of music. Like yeah, the very like, end? Like an opus is a small piece of Oh, okay. I, I uh, I'm just looking I'm looking for that uh, I'm looking for that name. Music end, bar line denoting the end of a piece of music. It just says mm. it says music end. It doesn't actually give right. me a I thought there was a name for that, uh bracket. You've got the staff, you've got the... Uh... The clef. Oh, canon. A musical form where the melody or tune isn't immediate by individual parts or regular intervals. Well, is, is it a single individual or is it a group of individuals that's spreading? Or Here, why don't, I, why don't we just call them the enlightened? Coda. There you go. Coda. coda the coda? Closing that. section of a movement. Coda. Yes. C-O-D-A. The coda. I like seeing that as maybe a small the, the small controllers of the uh, of the Omegans. Mm-hmm. Does that work? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I just noticed that we needed that historically. All right. What do we want to call the planet? You would have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually this will be like the uh, Arenus. A U R E U S. A U R E U S. Mm-hmm. Sounds filled with gold. Oh, is that what it means? Build well, A-U-R-E-U-S. Um, the aureus, it was, a, it was an ancient Roman coin, a gold coin. Mm. I don't mind the idea of golden to a certain extent, although it doesn't really fit per se. It's actually making here. It says crystal structure of a astratalus aurelius protein, a domain complex with fab fragments of a human antibody. Also, uh, Aurelia was a, uh, well, hang on. Aurelia was a Latin feminine given name. I was going to say, um, it sounds but, more... But I don't mind using it. That I don't mind gold. it either. That what works. do you think, John? Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you the planet Aurelia. Ta-da! Yay! I can Yay. see like a little triangle symbol, you know, triangle, ting, ting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kind of resonating out there, <laughs> and, then a, and then a shatter. Yeah, then a, then a Oops, sorry. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Do we have any recommendations? This this whole thing reminds me of a, there was a was a great comic called uh, uh, the, you know of Green Lantern and who uh, the Green Lantern? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this uh, there's this great um, Alan Moore written story where. One of the secondary Green Lanterns is sent by the Guardians to deliver a ring to this planet. Well, she goes to this planet, and she has her ring find the worthy person. 
and this it's this being and it's it's a planet completely in darkness they've never seen light and so she's talking to him and every time she says lantern the ring goes untranslatable because the the these beings don't know what light is okay and so she's she's up against the idea that here's this creature that can't see light but the ring creates these constructs out of energy and light and so how she ends up getting around it is basically um, she tells him to envision it like a bell. And so the guy ends up, he, he doesn't become a Green Lantern. He becomes F-sharp bell. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that was the, the, you know, it was very, Interesting. it was a very clever, very, very, it was Alan Moore. If you've ever read Alan Moore, you'd know what I'm talking about. But yeah, but I can see how, that, how that's uh, kind of similar in theme to what we've been talking about. If, uh, if folks want to check that out, then we could direct them somewhere. We'll figure that. It's been reprinted several times. but Perhaps uh, we will place it in the show notes, but that's, that sounds cool. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, once again, we will put this world into the wiki. And uh, if you would like to make use of it for fiction, for gaming, for whatever, feel free. Uh, just remember to attribute the podcast and let us know. Uh, drop us a line and uh, let us know what you're doing with it and what you guys think of it. We'd be excited to find out. Uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for listening. Take care. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crucible of Realms. Do you have comments or a question? Have you used one of our settings? Tell us about it. You can contact us at podcast at crucibleofrealms.com or leave a review for us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Or if you'd like to contact one of the hosts individually, you can find our emails on the website at crucibleofrealms.com. From there, you can check out the wiki with all the settings we've created so far. Those settings and this podcast are released under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. The opening and closing theme was composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com.